Last week we spoke about fish oils and their relationship to cardiovascular disease. Today I want to take an entirely different direction and look at a very common herb that has come into great popularity for its usefulness in preventing migraine headache. I want to talk about the herb Fifafew and look at how its recent uh, discovery and trials have made it a very exciting possibility as a preventative agent for people that are suffering migraine headache. Uh, before we talk about Fifafew, we'll just go to the phones. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks for taking the call there. And uh, Dennis, uh, we use your honey ointment. Uh, found it really good. Oh, and, that's uh, good, Jim. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, I would like to ask you something about it. A friend yes. of mine, he's got the leg ulcer over yes. weeks, even months. Yes. I get it dressed regularly yes. by a nurse. Yes. And uh, not improving much. Now, if there's a bit reluctant to change the prescription stuff, uh, could you use the honey ointment at the same time as, as whatever they're dressing it with? Well, let me uh, say straight away that um, I consider the, the honey ointment, particularly Melderma honey ointment, which I formulated and which you're obviously referring to, yes, to be right. one of the most useful devices for resolving stubborn uh, varicose or peripheral ulcers. Exactly. And if, yeah. if that uh, friend is not using it, in my opinion, they could be missing out on the very thing that could turn the ulcer around. Um, I've, not too met, I've not met too much resistance on the part of medical or nursing staff in agreeing to um, clients using the Melderma honey ointment for varicose ulceration. The thing is, um, it's a very safe ointment. And it's relatively free of any discomfort. There's usually a little bit of stinging initially, but that dissipates. And as I've said on my programs over the years, I consider the Melderma honey ointment to be an agent that has literally saved people's legs and feet. And I have testimony to that in my files. So what I would say is, look, talk to your friend, uh, put it to your friend that she or he discusses it with the community nurse or the GP. Um, There's adequate information available. If they want to uh, contact me, I'm happy to send them information on the constituents and how honey works as a major agent in cleaning up a wound and also promoting healing. I think if they're not using it, for stubborn varicose ulcer conditions, peripheral ulcers, diabetic ulcers, they're missing out on a real potential, Jim. Yes, I thought so too. That's mm. great news, Dennis. Mm. One more thing about yes, it, if you yes, don't mind. Of course. Uh, is there any use by date? Uh, we look, seem to last us a long time, yeah. you know. Look, um, uh, use by dates are put on as a matter of course, and they vary from product to product. Um, I have um, honey ointment on my shelf that I use myself that has gone beyond the expiry date and it still works for me. Um, so I think the answer is, look, be governed by the expiry date, but in my experience, expiry dates don't always indicate um, the ongoing efficacy of a product. Hello, Bella, how can we help you? Hi, um, I've just got these bumps on my forearms mm. and um, I think it's like some, called, some type of rash, but I just, I've, it's just, some people think it's eczema, but I don't know if it's an allergic reaction or something like that. How long have you had these so-called lumps on your forearm? Um, for about four years. Four years. Now, are they yeah. itch- are they itchy? Um, no, no, I just can't feel them. But they're just yeah, they're really lumpy. <laughs> now, when you say really lumpy, when you, are they uh, size of a golf ball or marble or? Oh no 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 no, they're tiny. But just, yeah, they're just yeah, they're tiny. But uh, just uh, it's like you, pimples uh, all over my arm. Have you uh, let your doctor have a look at it? 
Um, no, no. Well, we just didn't think it was that a big deal because I, I haven't really... They don't affect me at all. They don't hurt or anything like that. Well, I still haven't looked at it. It's probably um, nothing significant. Um, mm-hmm. It's not unusual for the skin to manifest mm-hmm. itself in ways like this as a result of uh, blocked sebaceous glands. Um, okay. But let your doctor have a look at it. it. It's unlikely to be what we call folliculitis because there's no infection and you're not un- uncomfortable with it. Um, yeah. let, you, let your doctor see it first before you go spending money on it. Oh, okay. Well, we haven't really. We're just quite curious because it doesn't affect me in any way, so we were just uh, well, not really worrying thing. about it. With, with anything that's long-term on the mm-hmm. skin... Nevertheless, get it looked at. Sometimes by uh, not getting a thing looked at, uh, we miss the opportunity of getting a diagnosis and treatment. I'm sure from what you're saying, it is a benign condition, but because the skin is a weird organ, um, get it looked at and make sure that you're comfortable about what your doctor says about it. Okay, well, thank you so much. Okay, good on you. Good on you. Thanks, Bella. Thank you so much. No worries. Bye. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dennis. How are you going, mate? Good. I'm fine very much. That's the way. What can we do for you, mate? Just doing a bit of gardening. Um, can you recommend um, the best natural soap uh, to use in the shower? Okay, look, um, I have great confidence in using uh, products that are based on tea tree oil. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I, I, I work fairly frequently in the bush and on my hobby farm, and I get grubby and dirty and sweaty, and I like the, uh, the, the freshness of tea tree-based products, so I use uh, soaps and toiletries that incorporate tea tree oil as their active. So where, that's where my, do you get them? Well, you can get the, uh, the uh, tea tree-based soaps even from your health food store, or okay. your pharmacy. A good brand is Thursday Plantation. They've yep. been around a long, long time, and a, a good brand it is indeed. Um, okay. I use their soap. I use their shampoo. Um, try that. That's what I use. And I'm not saying yep. it's. Yep. I'm not saying it's better than any other, but it yep. suits my purposes. It's fresh. It's cleansing. It's antibacterial, and but, it's in, it's inexpensive. Yeah. Now, um, a cream. Could you recommend a cream for? dry scaly skin and arms okay. arms and legs okay look uh, the, the first thing i'd suggest you do there is try something simple by way of using an oil yeah okay. I, i'm yeah. i'm a great fan of recommending the use of, of olive oil just olive oil straight olive oil it's well it's, you know what i do i, I used to be a horseman i yes. use olive oil on all my leather well there you go well, our skin is a bit like leather, particularly as we get old. Well, <laughs> my, I, I, used to, I spent my youth on the beach yep, yep. lathering myself in olive oil and yep. making myself for eight hours a day. Uh, didn't we all? Didn't we all? Look, be, try something simple. Um, you, you can even uh, put a few drops or a little bit of olive oil in your bath. It floats on the surface of the bath, and when you get out, you'll have a microscopic film of that on your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or do as many Asian cultures do uh, yeah. reg- regularly. Uh, oil up your body. It's a, it's a practice that's carried out in South Asia, particularly amongst Indian people, and it's a very good yeah. thing to do. Oil up your skin. Olive oil is cheap. It's safe. It's not yeah. messy. Try that before you spend money on expensive creams. Oh, well, well, you go to the supermarket and there's rows and rows and rows of all sorts of and stuff. They, pro- yeah. they promise you youth and all the things that we wish for. <laughs> good on you, Dennis. Thanks, mate. Uh, good afternoon to you, Robin, from Palamain. How are you going? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for taking this call. That's okay. 
Um, I have had problems with I blocked the library that Yes. And um, I've been treated at Maitland Hospital a couple of times. Yes. Um, and also by my GP. Yeah, good, good. Um, but all they say is um, antibiotics. I'm wondering if there is some other treatment that may help this situation. Well, look, you're in the best ballpark with your doctor and um, any surgeons you may have seen. Has the duct itself been cleared? Well, it only clears when I take the antibiotics. Okay. Well, look, what I'd suggest, and you must discuss this with your doctor, because of your concern about uh, ongoing antibiotic therapy, see if you can uh, discuss with your doctor the use of, say, some herbs which have useful antibiotic characteristics. One of those herbs is myrrh, and I'll spell it for you. M-Y-R-R-H. Yes. Now, it has a, a great reputation as an antibiotic and antiseptic remedy as well as an immune stimulant, and it has a particular relationship to the mouth where it is used to address many mouth infections. Now, I'm not, I, I know the salivary gland uh, is not classically, if you like, an area where it's used, but because you have a concern about ongoing use of antibiotics, the taking of uh, a preparation of myrrh orally... Uh, for a trial, usually combined with other herbs like echinacea and golden seal, that may well be a good chance to see if that does the job and lessens your dependence on antibiotics because you would agree um, the use of an antibiotic, important and valuable as it is, can become a problem if we use that antibiotic over and over and over again. There may be a time when it doesn't work. And and this is where I've propounded all my life the possibility of what I call botanical antibiotics or antiseptizing agents such as those that I've mentioned. You would have to get that preparation made up from a compounding pharmacist and they would be around your area. But mention it to your doctor first. The trial on some herbs orally as a medication in liquid form of herbs such as myrrh, echinacea and golden seal. Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart. Fever view. Tell us a bit about uh, that. Very, very interesting herb. Um, way back in the 1970s, an incident happened in the United Kingdom. The wife of the chief medical officer of Britain's National Coal Board was very prone to chronic migraines. And one day when she was visiting a mine with her doctor husband, one of the miners there who knew of her dilemma of experiencing ongoing migraines drew her aside and said to her that he had found that using a couple of fresh leaves of FIFA few on a daily basis had pushed his migraines into remission. Now, this lady didn't shrug it off as nonsense. She took it on board. She mentioned it uh, to her husband, and he in turn <clears throat> uh, used it and found that quite a few of his patients claimed great results in using FIFAFU, a couple of leaves a day, in developing prevention for migraine. And so from that, a whole, uh, how can I call it, episode of investigation took place, where eventually, through clinical trials, it was definitely shown that migraine was responsive to the herb FIFAFU, botanically known as Tanacetum parthenium, and that when taken in a simple way by the consumer or the migraine sufferer was in many cases able to keep the migraine in remission. 
Interestingly, the uh, herb became so important and so recognised <clears throat> that it was actually called up in the Lancet, which is a major medical journal in the United Kingdom, where again it came up as a confident recommendation to be used for people that had intractable migraine headaches. It's not popular and people say, well, why isn't it popular? It's popular because there's probably no money in it for big drug companies Mm. because it's a simple herb and the ideal way of using it, as the literature attests, is to have the herb growing basically in your backyard and it grows so easily it's almost a weed Mm. and to take a couple of leaves, no more than that, on a daily basis. So there's no money in it for big drug companies but there's a real possibility for the migraine sufferer to use it, to test it, just a couple of leaves of the fresh herb a day and to see if that pushes it into remission. Remember, migraine headache is stubborn to help but there's a real possibility that the daily use of one or two leaves and that's all that's recommended in the literature, two fresh leaves of the herb daily, worth a try, could be seen to be useful in helping the migraine sufferer out there develop prevention, not a cure, but prevention against the episodes of migraine headache. If I was a migraine sufferer, I would take on board the discoveries that took place in the 1970s that have been written up and documented and have led to a great deal of interest in the herb, which if clients or consumers don't want to use it as the fresh herb, can be also purchased in more sophisticated forms from our good health food stores and pharmacies. All right, now we'll go back to the phones. Good afternoon to you, uh, Elizabeth. What can we do for you? Yes, I had somebody call me the other day and was talking to me about a a seed oil called sea buckthorn. Sea buckthorn, yes. Sea buckthorn is is a well-known berry. In fact, if you... Uh, drive up the New England just before as you come into Urala and as you move through Armadale, you'll see on the side of the road frequently hedges of a bush that has a orange or yellow, brilliant yellow um, berry on it. It is some kind, sometimes confused, in fact, with hawthorn berry, which also grows in that region. But hawthorn berry has a distinct maroon-coloured uh, berry on it. But sea buckthorn is being used today, particularly the oil from it. The berry is processed and oil is extracted from it and that oil is used in various ways, most popularly used as a topical agent, a basis for skin care preparations. Okay. He was telling me it was good for joint repair. I have osteoarthritis. Yes. And he was telling me that it's very good for this. Well, I've not read too much about its use for osteoarthritis. I think that if I had osteoarthritis, I'd be looking more at the the glucosamine-based products and I'd be certainly looking at a product that I developed called Glucosaplex. Um, the thing about uh, sea buckthorn is that it's a harmless herb. It is developing a reputation in many areas. I have not read a lot about uh, clinical usage for joint management, but... Um, I do not doubt that it may have some benefit there. But again, I come back to the point that if you have developing osteoarthritis, uh, do try to use glucosamine-based products as a starting base. Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart at 2 and URFM. Good afternoon to you. How are you going? Oh, hello. You're talking to me. Um, 
Hi, it's, it's Heather here, and Hello. I'm just ringing up for my husband. Yes. Um, he gets um, little blood bubbles in his mouth every, say, every few weeks, a couple okay. of times a month. He might okay. have two or three of them. Some, sometimes they're big, sometimes they're little, and you, then have, he busts them. Have you had them investigated? Well, he's, he won't have them been to see about it, but he's had them for years. But and have, when you mentioned mm, Murr, I thought, mm. oh... Well, myrrh is, is useful for mm. um, for gum infections when it's used mm. when it's used as a mouthwash. It's used for many pathologies of the mouth as a topical agent. Um, I would be a little bit worried about um, giving advice for a condition like this because mm. anything that manifests itself in bleeding states, in my mm. opinion, needs to be very very carefully clarified. The best thing I suggest you do is encourage your husband to get the thing looked at before he starts using anything over the counter or any recommendations that might indeed lessen it but may not get behind it. Tell him to go and get it looked at. Right, okay then. Uh, good afternoon, John. How are you, mate? There's uh, been something with these uh, gas pains of the night in the stomach Yes. Uh, for quite some time. I've had a colonoscopy operation. Yes. Uh, uh, but I had the pains before that, and yes. I thought that might have cleared it up. Okay. Now, you, you're getting you're getting pain in your abdomen. That is below your belly button? Below the belly button. Okay. And you've had a colonoscopy, which has ruled out any major uh, conditions that need to be treated medically? No. no, no uh, doctor okay. rang me the other day. No cancer. Okay. Well, look, a couple of things that I'd recommend, and they're harmless and worthwhile giving a go. The first thing is... Start to use some slippery elm. Slippery elm. Now, you've heard me talk about slippery elm. Yeah, I have done. It, it is one of the most soothing, uh, mollifying remedies, particularly that works on the large bowel and is used for many bowel conditions, including things like diverticulitis and even some levels of colitis. So go to your health food store or pharmacy. I think it's probably best taken as a powder rather than capsules, but that's just my personal opinion. Right, get, on, right. get on to some slippery elm. And the other thing that you might find very useful is to uh, get hold of a little product from your pharmacy called Mintec, M-I-N-T-E-C. M-I-N-T-E-C. Now, Mintec is based on peppermint. And a st- oh, yeah, yeah, I have peppermint tea. Right, well, that's great. Try Mintec because it is what's called an enterically coated preparation. That means it will actually get into the target area rather than lose some of its efficacy as it passes through the gastrointestinal tract. So try some slippery elm, use some Mintec, give that a bit of a go for a couple of weeks. If that doesn't do the job, and I'd be surprised if it didn't, get back on and talk to me. Uh, Doug, hello, how are you, mate? I'm fine, thanks. How are you going? Not bad, thanks, mate. What can we do? Um, Dennis, I suffer from and have done for quite some time, and I mean years, Yes. Um, for heavy phlegm in the morning. Yes. And um, it seems to um, get worse if I have, say, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Yes. Um, and it gets to the point where I'm trying to get rid of it. Yes. <laughs> it's a horrible subject. Um, yes. I, I can vomit. Okay. And you've had this for a very long period of time? Oh, I had an operation on my nose years okay. ago in Malaysia okay. uh, to straighten the yeah. internal part of my yeah, nose. Okay. And see, what, what may be happening here is you may have a chronic post-nasal drip condition. 
Yep. That is the upper part of your respiratory system may be feeding the lower part of your respiratory system. Now, I know that sounds rather, um, how can I call it, simplistic, but there is a connection. So I'll make a couple of recommendations here. Um, I think that what you should do is go to your pharmacy or indeed your health food store and get hold of a little preparation called Senegrin ammonia. <laughs> right? It's, very, it's an old-fashioned remedy that's used classically to address uh, congestive or mucousy conditions uh, that many people are afflicted with, uh, chronic bronchitis conditions, what used to be referred to as wet lung conditions, are very well managed by using Seneca and ammonia, which may not resolve the condition, but which may uh, significantly help in lessening the, the symptoms and facilitate a better expectoration of it. Principle number one. Uh, the second thing that I would suggest you do is try something very, very simple again to address possibly this post-nasal factor that's behind it. Again, go to your health food store and get some horseradish and garlic capsules. Yep. Now, horseradish and garlic are underestimated as far as their ability to address low-grade chronic pathologies of the upper respiratory tract. They also will have an effect on the lung itself where they assert a mild antiseptizing benefit. Give those a bit of a go. None of that is expensive. I'm sure it must give you some help. Try that and see how far that takes you. It seems to uh, also come about if I get uh, a bit anxious. If I'm... Yeah. Well, that, that, that's not surprising because anxiety conditions sometimes accelerate uh, a lot of organ activity, uh, breathing. Uh, sometimes our immune system is compromised by anxiety states and sometimes our system um, responds pathologically to anxiety states in as much that some people will get a headache, other people will have a migraine triggered off by anxiety. So this phlegm condition that you have may be being activated or triggered at one level uh, due to the anxiety stimulating or functioning, if you like, as a spark to the process. I see. What was that first... Um Seneca, Seneca and ammonia, S-E-N-E-G-A, Seneca yep. and ammonium or ammonia. Okay. Now, it's very easily got. Go to your supermarket. I think you'll even find it on the general health care counters at the supermarket. Uh, and also, it would be readily available from the pharmacist. And the good thing is that it is inexpensive, very, very safe. Dennis, the side effects and things of, of fever view. Yes, look, any herb, and let me emphasise this to listeners, any herb has the potential in some individuals to cause an adverse reaction. We often uh, hear from um, people the, the point of view that because it's natural, it, it can't do you any harm. Well, well that's wrong. Um, having said that, let me say that herbs which are freely available over the counter and prescribed by herbalists and naturopaths, these herbs have been declared by government authorities to be safe within the context of being able to be prescribed without having to get a script. So there's an inbuilt safety factor uh, with herbs, including the herb feverfew. Now, in the long history of feverfew, there has not been any significant, any significant adverse reactions reported. And the herb has been used now for well over 20 years, and let me emphasise, with no significant problems emerging. However, in a small percentage of people, 
particularly those that use the fresh herb, and I'm suggesting that in as much that the original benefit for fee for few came from using the fresh leaves of the herb rather than finished products, I'm suggesting that the fresh leaf in a very small percentage of people may cause some degree of mouth irritation. That's not frequently seen, and in fact I've never seen it in my prescribing career, but the literature does indicate that in a small percentage of people some minor mouth irritation could occur. If that happens with the fresh leaf preparation, which I argue is probably the best, try a more finished form, a tablet or a capsule, If it still occurs, well, then it's not for you. But let me emphasise, the literature reinforces the fact that fee-for-few is a very safe remedy within within reason, uh, taking on board uh, what I said initially, that no natural product per se is absolutely safe, but because these things are available without script, they're not considered to be poisons or dangerous uh, by governments, and therefore can be freely used by the consumer. Let me just say also that with reference to feverfew, it has great potential benefit in the management of migraine. Now, this allows it also to be seen as a useful agent in addressing other inflammatory states such as rheumatoid arthritis. In fact, I had a very interesting case many years ago when I was practising at Warunga. I was treating a chap there for migraine headache uh, who came up from the city to see me and I prescribed some feverfew for him and I said you'll need to be on it for a couple of months or so to see how it goes. In two months he came back and he said to me, I said look, he said I've got some disappointing news for you. He said feverfew did nothing for my migraine headache. I said well that's the way it is. I said many people get benefit, some people won't get benefit, that's the way with most treatments. He said but I'll tell you what, he said I don't want to go off it because he said I had a rheumatoid arthritic condition that was afflicting my knee. He said, since I've been taking FIFIFU, I have been free of symptoms. He said, so you didn't help me with my migraine, but you put me onto something that's safe and dramatically helped my rheumatoid arthritis. Now, subsequently, we've found out why that is so. The chemistry of FIFIFU allows it to be seen as not only a useful agent in addressing the background, the causative factors of migraine headache, but allows us to understand that the substances in it called parthenolides also have an action on substances called prostaglandins, which are behind inflammation. So again, as much we mentioned today, osteoarthritis, we might finish up by mentioning rheumatoid arthritis. We mentioned it in particular last week with reference to fish oils. Well, with reference to FIFAview, just don't see it in its primary potential use as an anti-migraine remedy, but for rheumatoid sufferers out there, see it also as a potential remedy to use for rheumatoid arthritis. Hello, Carolyn. Hi. How are you? I'm well indeed. How can we help you? Well, I've got a daughter who's 23, Mm -hmm. and when she was about eight year old, Mm -hmm. we used to go to the beach a fair bit, and she used to start, she'd have some chips or something before she went for a swim, and then she'd Mm -hmm. start to... So she felt really cold and <clears throat> maybe started to vomit a little bit of what she ate. And we thought, oh, well, it's probably the fatty chips and maybe she's gone in the water too soon after. And we went to our local doctor and the doctor just said, oh, she's pretty skinny. And when she gets fatter, she'll probably be okay. But that didn't really improve. And then we finally went to a really good pediatrician who diagnosed her with cold urticaria. Okay. And uh, she's now 23 and 
she doesn't take anything for it uh, as much as we would like her to. She still likes to surf, but she always has a wetsuit. But we'd had problems where her feet and her half her legs would start going blood red yes. as she got colder and a real scary time at the bars one day where she went very grey and okay. only for the lifesaver wrapping on a foil blanket. We may have even lost her. Yes. Um, what, what management has she been having? Uh, no management. Uh, she's like diagnosed at eight. We just always used to say, when we, she'd tell us she wasn't very well when she was in the surf because the water was a bit cold. Have you had any subsequent clarification of the diagnosis? No, I've read a fair bit about the uh, paraphernalia connected with it, which is all beyond my understanding or most look, people's look, understanding. What, I, what I'd say is this. It's a long time ago since the original diagnosis. Now, I'm not disputing the diagnosis, but if I were in her situation, I'd be getting an up-to-date assessment to find out what's going on, to confirm or deny the diagnosis, and indeed look at treatment options. Uh, I'd do that before you tried anything uh, from this level of medicine. Uh, good afternoon to you, Glenn. What can we do for you, mate? Oh, hello, uh, Dennis. Hello, Glenn. Uh, hello, yes, um I was just listening to your program and I was thought, well, it was a good time. I'm, I'm just pulled over, actually. Uh, good time to ask a question that I've needed answered for a long time. I had an operation oh, many years ago uh, with diverticulitis. Yes. And um, that, that's, I haven't had any trouble with that since. But about that time and from then on, I've had no end of trouble with, well, well I, I call it gastric fluid reflux. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's birthing. I mean, it's really yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. I get up, I look sip of coffee or anything yeah. like that. I'll just get up and I'll have this violent and embarrassing wind problem that yeah. uh, continually every day, even usually when I drink or eat, nearly always when I drink, no matter what. So I don't know what it's called or what's okay. called. I went back to the specialist actually and asked him about it and he virtually told me, um, well, you, you've got a bad habit. I, 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 was, I was in shock, actually. I thought we were going to have some sort of... <laughs> you pay a lot of money right. for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Glenn, mate. We'll take your number and get Dennis to give you a uh, call back. Uh, thanks very much for your company today, okay. Dennis. Okay. Yourself naturally with Dennis Stewart. Don't forget, you can catch it bad as habit. a podcast. <laughs> a bad habit. What a diagnosis. A bad habit. <laughs> paid a lot of money for that, I bet. <laughs>